So, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals, one of whom has decided, after all day, to park himself on my desk and rub his face on my microphone boom. Hi, Sergey. how are you? So, expect cat, dog, um, but no chicken-related interruptions. The chickens are all in bed. Yes. Chickens are all, all locked in for the duration. Thank you, Sergey. Was Was the Dominique in her weird high spot? She was. I relocated her to the other coop. Okay, good. Yeah. The other thing to mention at this point is we swear. We may not swear that much this time. I don't know yet, but we do have a tendency to swear. Was and that a challenge? No. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> but the fact remains we, we, we have potty mouths, and so we have to mark things as explicit because uh, they're touchy about those sorts of things over at the major podcast aggregators. Uh, you, Google, and you, Apple. Anyway, it's going to be PG-13 at worst. And this week's interview is really good, and I don't remember any swearing at all. I could be wrong. So anyway, there's that. Welcome. Uh, speaking of swearing. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're, you haven't done the thing yet. Do the intro, then I'll Right, talk. okay. Sergey, stop. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 106. I have ejected the cat from the table, desk, thing. Speaking of swearing. Okay, tell me about swearing. I actually listened to Tesla's Signs, which was on the radio a kajillion times. Te Tesla, what? The, the song Signs. The, the, I don't know if it's cover, if it was just Tesla, or whoever did it. Okay. I want to, uh, the, 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 you know, signs, signs, everywhere there's signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The word fucking appears a lot in that song. Oh, yeah. Were you listening to, uh... I was listening to the radio before. Radio, radio, not... Oh, you were listening to the radio, radio, not XM. No, no, I was listening to XM when I heard the, the, the signs song, but then... When I was in my youth, when it had a big resurgence and everyone was playing it for some mm -hmm. reason in like 91, it was the radio cut version. Yes. Yeah. And that and, was Tesla. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was Tesla. And that, uh, oh, yeah. Like every third word is fucking. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder how that compares between Tesla's version and the original. I don't know. I don't we'll have to look that up. I don't even know if there is an original. There is an original. It's oh. a cover. Okay, yeah, I thought it okay. was for some reason, but I have no idea what it's covering. Yeah, so. there was a whole big thing of covers of 60s songs in the 80s and early 90s. Well, you know. I mean, they're more relevant now, and I wish there would be more protest song covers now. But anyway, because, yeah. I mean, that that song is very, very subversive, or, or at least subversive in its own way. But Pro uh, Protesty, yeah. Yeah, protesty, but there are some much better ones to... That could also be brought in these days. Yes. Anyway, so there's that. How productive have you been this week before we talk to me? Ragingly productive. You have? Yes. I have been in my, my beautiful rut. Mm -hmm. uh, my my beautiful productive rut. Which we're going to jump right out of tomorrow. But anyway. Yes, which fills me with free-floating anxiety. Yes. But uh, I handed in the edits on a manuscript. Mm-hmm. Everything was beautiful for about six hours, and then I simultaneously got back copy edits on another one and uh, sensitivity read on a third one, and I turned <laughs> those both around. You did. Triaged all of my email mm -hmm. and uh, and designed a tattoo. So, yeah, now all you we have to do, as after we're done recording, is put together the PowerPoint for the Spotlight with Ursula Vernon, or on Ursula Vernon? Uh, uh, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con on Friday. Yes, I will be at San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Uh, you can come to a panel with me on it. Yes. Or you can swing by the self-wolf table, and if I'm not there, they'll know where I am. But uh, at least on Friday, you have a panel that and is... Sunday, I think I also have a panel. And, yeah, the panel on Sunday is you and a whole group of people. Yes. But you get a spotlight Yes. on Friday, which is... Please come, otherwise no one's going to show up. Yeah. And then you have a signing afterwards. Yes, I believe so. So, so yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And the spotlight uh, usually is just... In this case, I'll show you some slides of stuff I've done, and then I will start blathering about them. And that sounds like the least entertaining panel imaginable, I realize. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a good idea of what my blathering is like. <laughs> so, and and presumably enjoy it or something. So, yes. yeah, that's... Uh, There's that. And I... I, I 
always hope for a lot of audience participation in these so that people can tell me what they want to talk about. Like, yeah, we all know about your history of writing about wombats. We really want to know what's up with nameless sheep, or will you just tell us about the chickens or whatever? Right. And I'll be there. I'll have some Productivity Alchemy business cards. I'll have stickers. I got my new run of stickers in, so I've got a, a fresh batch of fail stickers and a whole pile of Productivity Alchemy logo stickers. So, hey, that's pretty cool, too. As f- And that's that's it for pretty much our weekend. Yes, that's, that's all we are going to do. And then Monday we fly home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I spend the next week uh, refusing to leave the house and hissing like Gollum at sunlight. Probably. And, and I don't expect to be too much different except I have to work. Yes. So, and I've been working on learning how to support our environment and uh, doing tickets. So uh, this is this is the work environment. Yeah, not, the work not, environment. So that's been. We're all about supporting the environment too, but that's, well, yes. that's a lot for Kevin. Yeah, for one the, Kevin to the tackle. One thing I think we we did do this week environmentally is we've had to basically keep the chickens in a pen. Now they have their own pen. Because we've had predators come in and take uh, another chicken. We're yeah. very sad. Well, well. Okay, we lost both the Marins now, and I don't. I'm not as sad as I could be because honestly, of all the chickens we've had, those were just kind of chicken-shaped objects. And um, and the one was really bitchy. Uh, she kept picking on everything was else. Very aggressive to yeah. the chicks, and it's like yeah. they were good layers, but they had no personality. Uh, except anger, apparently. Yeah, yeah, and even the even the poor, dumb Jersey Giants who are a chicken, regular chicken-sized brain attached to a very large body, and oh, yeah. so do not have everything is running that enormous body. They do not have very much for cogitation. No, uh, have more personality, and the the Easter eggers very assertive, and then she is. Monique the Dominique is terrifyingly intelligent for a chicken. Oh dear God! It's it's. Yeah. Uh, she was like, testing the fence mm. to yes. testing the fence. So. Uh, we had to figure out how they were getting out, and apparently the Dominique had found the spot that the chicks could fit through, uh, and so we had to go out and fix all of that. And then I was watching her stand on her tiptoes and try to pull that section of the fence back down so she could get through it. It's it's terrifying. She is certainly, if she's not the leader in the top chicken, she is at least the brains of the operation. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she is the blackberry of chickens. Yeah, uh... Five of you got that joke. Watership down. Geeks unite. Yep. I love you. The other thing is, of course, that because of this, a lot of the path and stuff that you had laid in the front garden has to be removed because the chickens can't wallow on concrete. Yeah, they will. So. And, you know, I mean, there was some cover over it, but they were, are they're happier when they have regular dirt they can dig yeah. around in. So yeah. Kevin's been removing a lot yeah, of Yeah, I've been going out on breaks every two hours or so, taking out eight to 16 of them, stacking them up next to the coop, and then coming back into... Weirdly soothing moving stone, though, isn't it? Uh, a little. It's yeah. just that I'm looking at it going, now I have now that I've got this one pile of stone, and I've got 120 stone stones sitting there, uh, removed from the path and, and waiting next to the coop, that I now have to move outside the pen. Yeah. The the yeah the wheelbarrow helps yeah that's that's the next thing but I'll have to have your help with that because you have to guard the door yes so the chickens don't escape while I'm moving the stone but yeah it, there is some soothing to it there's also when it's ninety degrees outside a lot of if I can just get through one row of eight two rows of eight I can be done for a while. And you note that I haven't done anything. Although uh, the the weather app is predicting cooler weather next week. Oh wow! All we are right. supposed to have a day when the high is seventy two. So that's exciting. If that happens, I am going to be out there with the weed whacker, cackling like a lunatic. That's fine. Because mm. man, I I want I want to be able to see the path again. I know, except for the parts where I'm tearing it up. Well, so, yeah, yeah, that, that part but, doesn't but, count. But. Anyway, so that's been us this week. We will. Like I said, we'll be at San Diego Comic-Con this coming weekend, and then after that, we're home until it's time for Worldcon, which is great. And, yeah, so I talked to this guy uh, past week. Not 
not Dino. Now, I have a big interview with Dino that I need to edit, and I just did not have the spoons today. So I scheduled some things around, and what I've got is a talk with Chris Kolakowski. Chris was awesome. Chris is a musician. He's a stay-at-home dad. He's a fisherman. He's a hunter. He's a cook. And we had a great conversation about how he thinks he isn't organized, but actually, he's really good at getting things done. So we're going to talk about that with him right after this. Hi, folks. I am here with Chris Kolakowski, and I got that right that time, right? Got it perfect. All right. Uh, Chris is here to talk about how he stays productive. So, Chris, can you do a little better job introducing yourself and maybe tell us about what you do? Yeah, um, I'm a professional musician. Um, pretty part-time at this point because I also uh, stay at home with my kids i'm the i am the primary caregiver my wife works full-time so i'm the stay-at-home dad and then um i also do the hunting and fishing and i uh cure my own hams and fun stuff like that so Ooh. that's oh and i'm fixing up the house we're going to sell it in about three years so we just started that whole project oh that's um, that's yeah wow I, i'm gonna have to uh, talk to you after we're done with this about uh, curing your own hams because that's something I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've only done game meat. I've never done it from a domestic pig. It's I've done some venison hams and some uh, feral pig hams, but uh, and I, a little bit different. I had dinner and now I'm going to start drooling right here and mess up the microphone. <laughs> that's not cool. Not cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so with all of that going on i mean with hunting season fishing season staying at home with the kids um doing gigs how do you keep yourself organized um i'm not really an organized person um just <laughs> i i know people that have a system and that takes care of everything they need and i'm always jealous of those people but i have I don't have an organizational system. I have a lot of constraints. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to put it. Um, so, yeah, I just, I do what needs to be done. And if that means that I need to write everything down, then I just write everything down. And that's how it goes. Um, I have tried a lot of different methods and none of them have worked for everything. So I've got, four or five things that I do for my four or five things that I do. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm no one that's ever spent any time with me would call me organized. <laughs> you know, I, I hear that so often. I really do. I, I have a theory that the people that pay the most attention to organization are the ones who are just work statted naturally. Like th there's people who can coast through life with just kind of writing important things on the calendar down and remembering everything else. Mm -hmm. And then there's the people who need systems. Um, right. Right. I, I'm definitely in the second group. <laughs> so uh, when you write things down, how, what, I mean, do you just, is it just like, well, here's what I need to do today. Just a to-do list or post-it note reminders or. Oh, I have, gosh, I have five or six notebooks that just kind of float around. They're just legal pads on the yellow paper. And those will have anything from what library books I'm looking to return that are mine and my kids to uh, what meals we're having that week or um, if I'm having people over, what we're having then and when I got to start stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but. 
um, honestly, my do list, um, a lot of it's on my phone. Um, I use TickTick is the name of the app I use, and it's just simple check marks. You have a list of things and you check them off. Um, but you can set them up to repeat, which is big for me because yeah, housework always needs to get redone. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. He says, staring out the office door at the pile of laundry left over from the con this past weekend. Oh, I know. So, let's see. Um, and I don't think I've ever used TickTick. Have we mentioned TickTick before? Huh. I cannot remember where I heard about it. It was either you or possibly uh, Merlin Mann's podcast. Um, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Back to work, that's all. I know he does a bunch, but um, I think it was it was one of the two. All right. And, um, you know, he did the original um, 43, 43 Folders blog, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't kept up with him in in recent years, but I Merlin Man is the reason I fell into uh, getting things done. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, he is. You can kind of listen to him realizing that he's spending too much time fiddling with the system if you start at the early days of the podcast and listen through to the new <laughs> ones. Because um, they'll say stuff like, I have this thing with these note cards I do, but it's super duper fiddly, and I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. Right, right. Yeah, no, he he was, uh, and I, I admit I'm way behind on all of his stuff, but it, he was pretty uh influential in the the early days uh when i was finding all the different systems like oh what's he trying this week okay yeah yeah um i know gosh how did i find out about it i think um the cbc the canadian broadcast company um has a tech podcast that i listen to and he got interviewed a couple times for them and i think that's where i heard about him way back when but uh-huh cool yeah you get you get extra good content on the cbc don't you yeah i really like the stuff they put out um the tech one's the only one i listen to regularly but they're they definitely put their uh the work in oh yeah 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 i mean npr is doing a lot of good stuff but I, I'm starting to notice it's it's they, they it feels like they're they're commercializing a lot more. Yeah, and, I yeah. kind of stopped listening to them <laughs> for that, and I have enough music of my own to listen to when I drive that I don't need to do radio. So that's fair. That's fair. So we talked a little bit about doing lists. Are there any other, and I'm not going to say systems because you said you don't really have a system, but are there any habits that are valuable to you? Oh boy. are. There. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, for a lot of the home stuff, I just keep things together that I use at the same time. Like I have tubs in my garage. I've got my hunting gear tub and I've got my camping tub and my fishing tub. And I've got my, uh, you know, the tools I use for certain kinds of fixing things up are all together, and the yard tools are all together, and um, oh, let's see, all the library books stay together, because otherwise we will never, ever find them again. <laughs> um, and I've got uh, my gig bag for gigging. I've got backups of all the cords I need and extra batteries and anything else I've ever not had at a gig. I've got a tie in one of the corners <laughs> of, the, of the bag and I've got paper clips and I've got clothes pins. Cause if you're playing an outdoor gig and you're, you have sheet music, you need something to hold the sheet music to the stand. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, doesn't keep the stand from blowing over, but it will come up with everything else. Um, See now what that that means you should put stakes in the bag. No, 
I have <laughs> never played uh, outside. No, that's not true. I've one time played outside on grass. Every other time it's been on uh, someone's patio or a stage or something. Um, oh, yeah. You don't want to mess with that. People get grumpy. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, so I keep everything together. And then for the home improvement stuff, I went through, my wife and I made a big old list of things that needed to happen. And I broke it down room by room and I put everything into uh, Airtable. Oh, okay. With, you know, about how long I think it would take. And then I added time to that. And, um, how much it was going to cost and what tools we needed and everything. And then I had uh, Zapier send all that, each kind of task into Trello as a card. And that I'm using Trello to keep me from doing five things at once. Oh, yeah. Great plan on Just, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I totally do a thing where I start one project and get frustrated with it and start another. And then I have half of the floor down and half of a wall painted and you know <laughs> not not the best way to keep things going um i i don't know i mean you, it could be a modernist thing modernist <laughs> does not sell homes in suburbia well that's it true that's true yeah. <laughs> that is gr slate gray or owl gray i think is the paint color that I was told to paint everything and um, no furniture and such things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, oh, calendar. We, we use, uh, my wife and I share a family calendar. Uh, I think it's Gmail based, but I only look at it on my phone. So it's the uh, Fantastical app for the iPhone. And um, that, everything that needs to happen at a time goes on that. Um, and I just started adding, um, uh, you in the front of gigs that I get that aren't confirmed yet. Oh, okay. Um, that way I can just scan through and see, well, it, you know, I haven't heard in, about that in two weeks. It's probably not confirmed, but I should check, um, that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. Um, but you know, it, it it's important because we, do stuff as a family and my wife has her own things that she does. And, you know, we need one of us home to watch the kids still. So we need to be on the same page about everything that way. Right. Right. Shared with wife. <laughs> just, just, uh, uh, keeping my notes up to date. You should say like, I'm scribbling oh, yeah. constantly. So. Yeah. I, I've learned that handwriting notes for me doesn't work as well as it does for everyone else. I actually use, a, if I'm taking notes, taking notes, I use a mind map kind of thing on the computer because writing and me don't get along well usually. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's not about the, the actual act of writing. It's, it's about like, like the connection in my brain so that, it just sticks better. And if I type it in, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see what, Oh, um, for, uh, the music stuff. Cause I know you had mentioned you wanted to talk to a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got, um, as a band, we all share a Google drive and that's where all the set lists are. Um, all the lead sheets and lyrics and stuff for, uh, tunes we play and we record a lot of our stuff um just you know rehearsal recordings and sometimes at gigs or whatever mm -hmm. and so that all gets uploaded to the google drive and um that's where truth lives so if we can't agree <laughs> on a chord or arrangement or whatever we look there and go by what that says or we change it we don't always just stick the same thing but um Whoever agrees with the Google Drive is right. Um, oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I. And, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, and and that's I I think um, having that source of truth or a single source of truth is really important. Well, 
yeah, for the 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 band I play with, it's a bluegrass band. Um, and for the first couple years, we would all come to rehearsal, and if someone had a new tune, he'd bring the lead sheets or whatever, mm-hmm. and we would just end up with scraps of paper everywhere and we couldn't remember which was the last version of what tune and it just wasn't working out for us so finally we got fed up and set up the google drive just to do that Um, (laughs) and and i'm just thinking back to the the roots of bluegrass now and how it it was originally an oral tradition as yeah i mean yeah it, it definitely is and we we, um, the, the lead sheets are what we base what we play on. It's not, we do a lot by ear and we, we change things as we go and we, you know, we'll hear, oh, uh, the mandolin player's doing that. So I should, you know, kind of copy him or whatever. Um, we adjust as we go, but yeah, it's just a lot quicker to get everyone to the point where they can listen and play if you start with something written rather than mm-hmm. going through measure by or chord by chord and teaching them. So Right, right. Cool. Let me look at my notes. Oh, the the uh cooking stuff. Oh yeah. Um I write in my cookbooks. I take notes in my cookbooks. I'm okay with that they're the only books i write in but um (laughs) they you know i they're messy anyways i'm not a clean cook um so (laughs) so i figured i might as well make notes that are useful to me um i cook a lot of game meat and there's Mm -hmm. very few recipes out there for game meat um oh i noticed oh i noticed there's um Oh, Hunter Angler Gardener's probably the best source online. I'll um, forget the guy's name. He's done a couple really good cookbooks. Um, but other than that, it's not great. So I I figured out how to adjust for that. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely write notes about what cuts I've used for what recipes instead of beef or whatever. Right, right. Um, and then for curing stuff... I keep tasting notes in Evernote, but not <laughs> super happy with Evernote. It's just what I've had the longest. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, then, I, 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 the new Evernote just feels so, so, I, I don't know, so dumped down. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, I couldn't tell you what changes have been made over the years, but. I definitely don't like it as much as I used to, but that's where everything is. So until I have time to change it over, that's where everything's going to stay. And then I use, we use a paprika to keep track. Uh, And that's an iPhone app and a Mac app. Um, And it's, it's a recipe app. It's really nice. You can, uh, it'll scan off of websites and just cut and paste the, directions and the ingredients into the right fields and everything for you and so we use that a lot to keep track of what we like and that way nothing falls into the hole of oh i forgot we did that that was good let's do it again (laughs) yeah you'd not like me who uh for some of my instant pot recipes i'm sitting there with my phone going crap where did i put it on pinterest right yeah yeah i have never figured out how to use pinterest i have tried I, it it took a little, a lot of getting used to. I think. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who it works for their the way they think, but mm. I am not that person. Yeah, well, and I I probably am not either, which is why I'm constantly going back and saying, okay, I know that recipe is here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, oh, with the instant pot, I meant to. I actually thought about this. Telling mm-hmm. you this. Um, if you haven't, steaming hard-boiled eggs in the Instant Pot is awesome. Um, you just, my chicken eggs are five minutes at pressure, and then you uh, 
dunk them in ice water real quick to stop the cooking, but they're so much easier to peel there. Um, hmm. It's a lot quicker, and I always get the eggs done the way I want. Um, we're at altitude, so a little different. recipes are not always great for us. <laughs> we're not, we're, I mean, we're not in the mountains, but we're in Denver, right? So right, right. Things get a little off. Oh no, I I understand completely. I, I've been at I've been in Denver, and I've right. been at like altitude, altitude. I I know how things. Well, yeah, you yeah. you've been at altitude, altitude. Yeah. Mean, but. Um, but even even Denver at what what is now considered a low altitude for me, not really. Um, I I. <laughs> I, I still have all of those. All right. Suddenly my alcohol tolerance is not diddly or squat or, um, yeah. Yeah. And I love visiting the coast because I feel like I can drink everything. And just be fine. <laughs> right. You're not the only person who said that about living in Denver. Yeah, no, it's, it's a well-known phenomenon. Um, I also have a friend who goes, out of state to run marathons because she just does better. Oh, wow. I bet. Yeah. And, and honestly, there's uh, a lot of Olympic training stuff goes on in the area too. Um, for that reason, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. because you train at altitude and then when you go somewhere else, it's a lot easier. But yeah. Um, well, and even then our, our friends who, who went with us to, uh, to Tibet, that lived there while all us lowlanders were like panting and heaving and whatever. They're just like, yeah, okay, we can do this. Like running up and down Hills. And we're like, I, I both hate you and am impressed by you at the same time. Oh yeah. I, yeah. And you see that, you see that here too. Like you hike to the summit of a mountain and there's always that one 65 year old man who's just jogs up a mountain every day and that's their exercise right <laughs> right like really i feel so bad i'm you know all right um let's see i was i was thinking about something with the with the game meet oh check um pre-war if you can find them uh, or even prior to 1950 cookbooks, because they have a lot more stuff oh, for game meat in them. They do, and we've yeah. got we've got the original joy of cooking, and so we've got the oh. recipe for possum and turtle, and I think whale. Um, <laughs> there's, there's all sorts. It is it is a heck of a cookbook if you can find the the first edition. I'm gonna have to go looking. Yeah, yeah, that. That or, um, gosh, I read, if you read a lot of the old, old, like, 17, 1600 cookbooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, but good luck figuring out what they actually mean. It's like, just put that on the fire until it's done. Right. Yeah, no, we were watching, um... We watched the first season and maybe and part of the second season of Lords and Ladles, right? Yeah, and and they're just like flabbergasted by some of the ingredients and and the methods they have to use to produce these things. So yeah, or what was there's one really funny recipe. It's um, how to serve peacock in its own skin so it looks like it's alive and breathing fire what yeah it's ridiculous and sounds like everyone probably got food poisoning but um i, I want to say it was for an italian duke's wedding but that could be wrong um if you have a link to that please send it <laughs> yeah i'll try and find that i i know i have it somewhere but Wow. So the so it looks like it's breathing. Well, yeah, no, I have to see how how they're doing that cuz that is just oh, they just they they just stick a rag with uh that's been soaked in spirits in its mouth and then light it on as they take it out. But Okay, good cuz I was I was going to say you don't just leave it on the table that way cuz the feathers will burn and that smell well, that might be a smell improvement given the time period, but that smell is still something else. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I 
want to say they also put gold leaf under the in between the skin and the meat, but I could be wrong about that. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a hell of a thing. I I, I really that one's. I don't know that I will ever. Actually, I do. Know. I will never get a chance to use that and recipe. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I'm glad it exists. Right? Yeah. No, I can. I can go with that one. Um, our friend Shepard, now that she has, uh, as she called it, a seething mass of baby quail, she's like, I only need to keep ten, and I have seventy nine of these. What am I going to do with them? So anytime I see a new quail recipe, now I'm just sending it to her. Yeah. No quail. That was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I made really good pierogies with quail one year. That was really tasty. Ooh. Yeah, I totally made up most of the recipe, but um, I, I it was so little meat, you almost have to do something else with it. Um, mm-hmm. So that seemed like like a good use of it. Well, yeah, I guess that uh, a quail pierogi would sort of be like uh, a quail uh, momo or a quail dumpling. That sounds really good. Yeah, yeah I, I did not write anything down. It was back when I first started and didn't write anything down. So I've made a lot of really good things that I'll never have again. But, um, <laughs> so it goes. Yeah, no, I, I have recipes I used to make when I was in my early, early 20s and like single and just throw stuff together and oh man this is good and i cannot duplicate them now to save my life so yeah right there with you well and maybe they were only good because you were really tired and kind of drunk well uh, so i used to sit down on sunday morning hungover uh and i would i would be working on code for the bulletin board i ran and i'd get into that coding fugue and I would I would come to about six in the afternoon, six in the evening, and there would be a full ashtray, two empty beers, and an empty plate of something I had apparently cooked and eaten at some point, but the code compiled and that was what was important. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um so yeah, I try not to do that anymore. I, I really can't sustain that. Plus, anytime I get up away from my desk now, the dogs are like, Hi, is it time to go outside? So yeah, um, I know that one. Our <laughs> chickens also, if we open the back door, they assume we're coming to feed them. Oh, um, God, yeah, yeah. Which is funny, because we, I mean, they're, we, we don't have ours out loose, because one of our dogs would, we'd have right. five fewer chickens in a short, very short time period. Um, so they're, they're in a 10 by 10 dog run but they stick their heads out through the chain link and. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we only give you scraps once a day. Your food dish, your food's right there. All those pellets are still in your feeder. Yeah. I, I just have to act like I'm walking to the car and suddenly there are three chickens going, Hey, and I'm like, why are you following me? And they're like, you're the mealworm God. Why have you not provided mealworms? <laughs> You're forgetting something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Even the babies now have, uh, they they are kind of afraid of me when I go outside. And then if I shake the cup that has the, the scratch in it, suddenly they're all just sort of crowding around going, hey, you're our friend now. I'm like, really? Really? All right. Um, so anyway. And we'll talk chickens afterwards because I don't want to bore all the nice yes. people here on on about chickens. I'm sure they've heard enough about my chickens, especially if they follow on Twitter. Um, so, and I, I kind of think I know the answer to this one already. Uh, how do you decide what to do first on a given day? I'm sorry. Could you say that again? You were breaking up really bad. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Quite- um, so how do you decide what to do first on a given day? I'm pretty sure I already know the answer. Yeah, um, I've got living things that need fed and bathed and stuff. I, I go through Maslow's hierarchy with the kids and then the dogs and then the chickens. And then I get to do dishes because you always have to do dishes. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, at that point, you know... Um, I, I've got time set aside every day that I do, you know, I've got a 
two hour block where this is my work on house uh, improvement stuff. And I've got another block that's practice. And then I've got um, work on the yard or whatever for the the rest of the day. And so it's, it's pretty, pretty well divvied up just by making sure nobody's screaming and nobody's um, unfed. You do have a system. Yeah, I guess. You, yeah, no, there, there's literally a system called time boxing specifically like that. Well, anything can be interrupted <laughs> by the four-year-old needing something. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Um, just because four-year-olds are great at interrupting anything. I am... I... I... I am so familiar with that feeling and so glad that it is 13 years in my past now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm counting. We've got a year and a half until our youngest is in full day kindergarten. And I'm super excited about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I have had a kid home for... My oldest is 11. So 11 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love my kids. They're great people, but they are a lot. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I am completely understanding uh, on that, that front. I have totally been there and I'm now at the, the other end of it where I'm counting down the months uh, and soon it will be weeks and then it will be days until my youngest goes off to college. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Then you only have to see him when he needs laundry done. I, and if he gets into the one school, he's not allowed to have a car, and he's required to live on campus. Wow. I know. Yeah, I had. I was required to live on campus, but I could have a car. So my parents saw me once a month when I needed to do laundry and wanted something that wasn't dorm food. Right. Yeah. No, he... Um, what 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 is it they do? Um, I, I guess he's not allowed to have our car on campus, so right. I don't know where he'd park it. But uh, you know, so I may only see him when I can. I or his mom can go pick him up. Poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that actually brings us around to the uh, next question. Hey, how about that? Um, so what is the best advice or feedback you've been given? Um, I think the best advice, and this is, this is something anyone who's, I think anyone that's studied music and an instrument at a high level has been told at least once. And that's mm -hmm. practice doesn't make perfect practice makes habit. You're, you're never going to be perfect, but, the way you do things is going to continue to be the way you do things. So if you stop and make a mistake, or if you make a mistake and keep going, you're just going to keep making that mistake. You got to go back and fix mistakes, but you also don't get to beat yourself up because you're never going to be perfect. No, no one's ever perfect. So. Yeah. And I, of course, adhere to perfect as the enemy of done. If you try to make it perfect, you'll never finish it. Right. Well, you know, music exists for a finite amount of time. The song's going to be over eventually. So. <laughs> right. And the, the transient nature nature of it makes live shows uh, that much more valuable, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, I love performing live. It's why I make music. I know musicians who don't and just want to record everything but uh, live performance is the thing i enjoy the most um, uh, and there's well there's there's almost a trade of energy because the crowd is feeding off your energy you're feeding off their energy right oh yeah nothing's worse than being mismatched with the crowd um we i i've definitely done gigs where the our set was too sedate and for what was needed for that gig. And that was as bad as when the crowds just, you know, your background music, but you're playing the really rock and stuff. And right. 
really high energy stuff and no one's listening. You maybe got that one guy to chew a little faster and that's it. Right. Right. So thinking about that and the, the cheer a little faster, um, do you celebrate successes? And, and if so, how? Oh yeah. I, I really celebrate successes. Um, <laughs> I, you know, so, so much of what I do is it just keeps going, right? Like my kids are going to need, are going to be my kids for as long as I'm alive or they're alive or whatever. Right. I'm going to be making music. There's always going to be more music to make. and There's Mm -hmm. always going to be more food to cook and all that. So, um, I have every day we, as a family at dinner, we sit down and we ask what our favorite part of the day was. And that's kind of how we celebrate the good stuff as a family. And, um, if I've done something, really hard work and really proud of a project I finished or whatever, I go and buy a fancy beer. Um, and then Fridays I make myself a cocktail to celebrate surviving the week. Yeah, no, that's an important one right there. Yeah. But, you know, and if it's a really big thing, like, you know, saving up enough to buy a new car or whatever, we also go out to dinner as a family all that but um mainly it's the little successes i i don't have a lot of big successes which isn't a complaint i don't want to be in a position where i have a lot writing on it ever right i've kind of avoided that on purpose so i'm (laughs) happy with my constant stream of little successes right that's that's actually really cool that's great so let's talk about the opposite side of that coin. <laughs> the question every I, I I think this is the question everybody loves because it's easy but hates because it really kind of sucks to talk about. Um, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Oh, I fail almost as much as I succeed. Um, I, you know, it's it's the same general idea. I never have that much writing on anything so failures aren't ever that huge of a deal um if it's something i can do again like like i was talking about with practicing i go back and i redo it and i do it right Mm -hmm. um if i get mad at my kid and yell i go calm down and then i go back to my kid and i apologize and i say you know that's not how i want to handle situations like this can we try again and then we try again and hopefully you know, I'm do it right that time. Um, I'm a big believer in admitting when I make mistakes, especially my kids. Like they know I'm not perfect and they know I get frustrated and angry and that I try to handle it in the way I want them to, but I don't always succeed. Um, and you know, if it's, if it's, uh, at a gig or something and I mess up, people don't know. Um, (laughs) It sounds really bad to say, but very few people are ever going to catch any of your mistakes. Um, it, it it's just a rule. They'll know if it's a bad, consistently bad show. Like, right, right. If you don't play up to a certain level, people will notice, but they won't notice. Most of the time, they won't know what they're noticing. They'll just notice that it's bad. Yeah. Um, so the little things like playing the wrong playing going to the bridge a little early or whatever. Uh, the people in the band know, but the audience hardly ever catches it. And so it's done. Mm-hmm. The gig's over, and all I can do is practice what I messed up until I stop messing up on it. Um, so that's what I do when I make a mistake. And if it's something that you know I can't redo or is permanent and it's done, then I just figure out what I can learn from that. Um, Which is really all you can do, I guess. Um, Yeah. And sometimes learning from it leads to me sitting there beating myself up for months afterwards about something, but usually I have a little healthier attitude than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, I I know both sides of 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 that one. Yeah, uh, uh, the, making the little mistake and okay, I can go back and fix it, and then making that big mistake that you're going to remember when your brain is feeling sadistic at two in the morning, fifteen years later, right? Yeah, yeah, I've <laughs> I've definitely done that, and honestly, I found the best thing for when I'm it's two in the morning and I can't sleep as I just tell myself, okay, I'm going to get up for half an hour. I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go back to bed and fall asleep. There you go. So I just find something that I know will take my mind off whatever the mistake is and then go back to bed. But that doesn't always work. But yeah. at least I get half an hour of reading out of it. And and there's there's time is never wasted when you're reading. I've read some pretty bad books. Uh, okay, I, I will admit to having recently read The Eye of Argon, possibly the worst science fiction or fantasy story ever. And um, I don't, I'm, I'm still debating whether that was time wasted or if I just was hating myself that week. I once read a story that involved shape changing vampires who turned into i think they turned into mountain lions in space okay now now everything was going okay until you went in space and then i'm like that's when i actively cringe and it was a murder mystery <laughs> and the answer was it was they ne- like i could you could write that story well this was not that story. <laughs> <laughs> like, you read what, you know, it was a locked room murder mystery that involved supernatural elements in space, right? Right. And the answer still didn't make sense. <laughs> and that's, I, I gotta say, uh, that's one thing I will give, um, well, there are lots of things I will give Mur, uh, my friend Mur Lafferty, um, oh yeah, yeah. My, yeah. My wife loves her work. I've I've read a few things and, and like it a lot too. But uh, my yeah. wife is a huge, huge fan. Yeah, but when when she did um, uh, Six Wakes, just the intricacy and the pulling it together and the locked room mystery and everything fit at the end, and I was just like floored. I mean, I figured she was going to pull it off, but I didn't expect her to pull it off quite so grandly. Right. right. So, ha! Got in a plug from her. I haven't gotten in a plug from her in a while. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she's a great author. Oh yeah. yeah, she deserves all the plugs she can get. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Well, hey, that's everything. Oh, sure it is. Yeah. Great. So, all right. Where can we listen to your music? Okay. Um, if you go to the acoustic mining company, um, dot com, all one word, uh, that is the band's website. I love the um, name. You can, you, you, you can buy our latest CD. You can get it, uh, CD baby or Amazon. And mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, it, it is on iTunes and I think it's on Google play. Um, and the CD is Amco, A-M-C-O. There are two CDs that are called Amco. You want the one that's the Acoustic Mining Company. Um, right, right. The other one is very, very different. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to link to the to the Amazon like digital version because that's the version I'm probably going to end up buying. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then if, if people are in the Colorado area, especially Denver Metro, um, the Acoustic Mining Company's Facebook page is probably the place to find out where we're playing. Um, the website isn't updated as frequently with upcoming shows, but Facebook always has whatever our next thing is going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's it. Um, we also, there's some YouTube videos of us. The sound is live recordings of YouTube on YouTube. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Definitely not professionally mixed and mastered, but you can hear us and you can see what, you know, how we are live. Um, and that anything in the last 
five, four or five years should be me playing bass. Um, cool. Because the band's been around forever. It's been, I think it's 13 years old as an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, that's that's something I kind of like about a lot of bluegrass groups is that they the group may never end. It just changes out a member every decade or so. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely I think we're down to two of the original four, but we've added another two. So we're up to six right now. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, any, anywhere else we can find you or your stuff? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> if you Google Chris Kolakowski, you will get a lot about a guy who is not me. Okay. He is a very well-respected civil war historian though. So oh, if you're into the civil war stuff, Google Chris Kolakowski. Um, but that won't be me. That won't be you. Yeah. So I, I won't try to link a, a Twitter or, or anything like that. No, no. Um, <laughs> I have a Twitter account, but I haven't touched it in probably two or three years. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the best place to find me. Oh, um, I do have another person that I play with. We I haven't done anything with her mm-hmm. recently, but um, Jessica Die, which is D Y E, um, she is a singer songwriter um, mm-hmm. if you check her stuff out um it will probably have me playing bass on it oh awesome so cool very very different than the bluegrass group oh i'm sure sure very very different. yeah i will i will have to check that out as well all right yeah. uh so that's that's everything great all right um Thank you so much, Chris, for for taking some time out this evening. Um, And, uh, you know, for the people listening at home, we'll be right back. I had a lot of fun talking to Chris. I've I don't see the little wiggly line moving. If the, the wiggly line, sorry, moving, sorry, I had zoomed out so I could move some things around really quick without having okay. to like, yeah. There, see, wiggly line, wiggly line, wiggly line. Never leave me again, wiggly line. She, she gets very. If she can't see the recording, the only time I'm allowed to record without Ursula literally watching the recording go to make sure it's going okay is hidden almanac. Uh. No, not even then, because a couple of times you've failed to hit record, and we've done yeah. the whole thing, and oh, yeah. it hasn't gone. gone. gone I have to prove it's recording before I can switch to the... Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I had a great time talking to Chris. Uh, he sent me some links to recipes that I've included in the show notes, which is absolutely fantastic. One of them is this great book that I've got on order. It's going to take forever to get here. But it's all of these medieval Italian recipes. Yeah, from like Milan. So I'm really excited about that because I I can't wait to read it. Because you know how I I like Depression era recipes. Oh, yeah. And I'm going all looking all over for those. The Middle Ages were very depressing. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but the, the dietary changes and the availability of food has just been fascinating around that. And so I can't wait to get my hands on some of these recipes, especially since they're going to be more than one recipe for game meats, which is going to be important if you ever manage to get another deer. Uh, Well, also, if they have anything for quail, because our our buddy Shepard is raising quail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shocking rate. I I found one of those in one of the mountain cookbooks Mm -hmm. uh, that we picked up in uh, West Virginia, and Ari sent that to Shepard. She was very excited about that. Oh, good, good. Yeah. And uh, hopefully at some point we'll get the shepherd on the show. 
Yes. So that's uh, something I'd like to do at some point if she is willing. And until then, I should mention that our badge code for this week is local band. Although Chris's band isn't local, it it's it, local to somebody. Damn it's it! It's certainly local to him and to the greater Denver area. And I really like supporting local music anyway. So there's that. You can find links to his band, to the information on what all the badges are about when I talk about badge codes, to a lot of the things we mentioned in the episode at productivityalchemy.com. I have show notes. I have past shows. We have all that stuff. So we're going to figure that out. Well, no, I mean, it's already figured out. You guys figure it out. It's cool. It's not hard. And my brain's starting to go because I've got to go pack, so... And we have to get up to crack of stupid. Well, yeah, I, it's only an hour earlier than normal for me, so... Yeah, well... Anyway, so uh, thank you all for listening this week. Remember, you can support us at ko-fi.com slash ksunny. That's where you can buy me a coffee and get the Bot Kevin a Coffee badge. You can support us at patreon.com slash Ursula V. You'll have a new novella coming soon, hopefully... Within the month. Right. And that Patreon is really what pays for the podcasts that we do and the foods for the food podcast and the equipment that we're recording on right now. Indeed. So there's all that. If you want to share it, if you want to write in, if you want to tell your friends, that's awesome. Uh, That is also a form of support, and we really, really appreciate it. So all that being said, we'll talk to you guys next week. And remember... Stay productive. And come see us at SDCC. Can we get a woo? Woo!